0: Thing to so many sequels, I am Josh. I am Andrew. Every time. I'm Garrett. I am David. See, you David. say it like every time. You don't do something crazy. I too. just said my you name You both normal. do something crazy. I just said, listen. Go, I'm
1: Garrett. When we started this, I was doing a weird name thing. And then Andrew started doing it and he stole my shtick. So yeah, then I stopped mm-hmm. doing it. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like we all I have go our... If and listen to those early podcasts, i do something yeah, weird. Sure. And we then all, Andrew uh, started uh, doing something weird and I
0: stopped. Sure, sure, sure. sure. <laughs> we all there. have our own rhythm. You know, <laughs> he goes, all I'm Josh. Know. He goes,
1: I'm Andrew. Mr. Garrett, I will here. give it back to you. No, i no, sorry. Yeah, no, you've already stolen the oh, my go. stuff. You cheated on the game. whatever. Just be a dishonest person. It's okay. All right. Hey,
2: thank you for letting me use it for this amount of time.
0: We all started spinning off this one fast. You know what? You're both being stinky peats right now. Today on the show, we are talking about da, 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 toy story 2 Whoa, hello released in 1999 toy story 2 is the follow-up to shockingly enough toy story whoa get out this is pixar's third movie right after a bug's life mm-hmm. um this is their third one yep yep third i didn't one realize did that. that yeah, yeah. yeah. This
1: is,
3: they did toys they had a three picture deal with disney and disney after toy story was so successful they said you're making a sequel to this this was
0: also supposed to be directed video release Yep. It was. Yep. Wow. How about that? But but Disney liked it so much that they made it a theatrical release. Dropping bombs on me early in the show. How about yeah. That? So, Toy Story 2, like I said, came out in November 1999. Uh, peak Y2K craze. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Has nothing to do with that, though. Of course. <laughs> uh, Toy Story 2 follows uh, Buzz and Woody. Buzz is now an integrated part of Andy's family. And everything's happy-go-lucky until one day... Um, Andy's mom decides to have a garage sale. Uh, Was it uh, Woody gets his arm cut? Yep. Yeah, he gets shelved. He goes down to save another toy. Mm-hmm. He gets thrown into a box. Yada yada yada. He ends up at Al's toy barn. Kidnapped. Kidnapped. By Al himself in the arms of a collector, a toy collector, Al, um, who is collecting the full set of the Woody's Roundup toys. Woody finds out about this other family he never knew he had we'll get into that, I'm sure. And it becomes a story about Woody's place in the world. Does he belong with his quote-unquote new family of Woody's Roundup Toys, or does he belong with Andy and the other toys at home in this weird limbo of time where Andy's growing up and Maybe he doesn't want to play with dolls much longer. Nah, 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 nah. There's a lot to talk about.
1: I'm going to I'm gonna give a little tease Uh-oh. for people here.
0: Whoa,
1: hello. At some point in time in the show, Josh and I are going to have a very interesting conversation about Jesse.
0: Okay. <laughs> I don't know that it's going to be as interesting as your teasing. I think it
1: will. Because okay. I think that my interpretation is, is pretty interesting. Okay. Because I just came up with it.
0: All right. All right. I feel like I'm going to agree with the interpretation, and still, still feel like that doesn't. Who knows? Maybe it. I'll
1: disagree with you. You could, for a change of pace. I, I, I would. Uh, I welcome all conversations.
0: Um, well, I disagree already. Okay. <laughs> so, with that, with that said, uh, what's everybody's one word to describe Toy Story Two? Mature. Legend.
1: <laughs> no. Wait No. If, if, I swear to God, every single one is going to be the same word. I'm already going to tell you. Uh, I'll say heartwarming.
0: Mm, Okay. I will say family. Cool. All right. That's good. All right. That's good. Well, um, so last time we talked about our earliest Toy Story memories. Everyone who has memories, at least, talked about it. Um, I have a a Toy Story 2 memory I wanted to talk about real quick. Uh, I remember in um, fifth grade is when this came out for me. I was at like the a- I did like the after school program in elementary school, so I would hang out in the gym with all the other kids for a few hours until uh, uh, my parents could pick me up, take me home. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I remember one day we got to watch Toy Story two. They wheeled in the TV into the gym, and we're all like, "TV!" Because you know how you know that feeling when you walk in and the TV's getting wheeled Oh yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, you know yeah. you know it's about to it's go down. Can we turn the lights out? Yeah, and they're like, <laughs> "Toy Story 2. Dun, dun, dun. And that maybe I don't really remember uh, seeing it in theaters. That, that may have been the first time I saw it was on the on the video cassette I don't in, recall. In the elementary school. So that's my Toy Story 2 memory, just to throw that out there real quick. Okay. Any others? Any other Toy Story 2 memories? I,
2: I saw Toy Story 2 uh, just before Christmas. Again, with my grandpa. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Sing that. And um, yeah, we saw it in a packed theater, and I was, I believe I when did this come out? 99? You were seventeen. <laughs> I was in my
0: nineteen ninety nine. How old were you in ninety
2: nine? I I think I was fourteen.
0: Man, yeah, I was really close. Yeah,
2: um, I was four. I think I was like thirteen or fourteen. No, I the time. was nine. And yep. I I recall that I really did not want to see this movie. Really? Yep. Why? Because I was an angsty teenager, and to like, see a
0: toy movie. Yeah, I,
2: I'm. We I figured curious. like I figured like by then I was just like I'm too old for this stuff. <laughs> I, d- I don't want to watch no animated movie. And my grandpa took me to it, and I'm like,
0: threw all that shit out the window. <laughs> so even after watching it that first time, you still did you not did it not win you over at no, the time? It, no, it did win me over. Okay. That's what I meant, like, throwing throwing all that shit out. Oh, there. okay. So you saw it, and you were like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. My heart grew three sizes then. Yeah. Like, it just... Okay. Yeah,
2: because, like, again, I was an angsty teenager, and I'm and just like, I, I don't want to watch this. All... This sucks.
0: So, I'm glad you were wrong. I
3: don't remember watching it for the first time. I don't have, like, a specific memory of that. Uh, I feel like I do remember when I got it, because I remember a lot of people saying, like, oh, Toy Story 2 was so great. And I remember being, like, 10 or 11 years old and being like, I mean, it was all right. Like it wasn't like I, I remember being like it wasn't it's no Shawshank. I mean, yeah. I mean, I was like it's no it's no Toy Story one. Let's face it. But I remember at some point rewatching it, maybe when I was like thirteen or fourteen, about the same age Andrew saw it the first time, and going, "Oh, like I started to get it. I started to get what they actually what the movie was actually more about, you know." And um, and I do remember being a certain age and trying to pause it at the exact moment that Bullseye jumps out of a, a box for the first time. Like, before you meet Bullseye and Jesse and the rest of them, uh, Woody's trying to get out and behind him a box just springs open and you <laughs> see, like, uh, you know, packing peanuts go flying. Yeah. And I remember being very, very anxious as a kid to try to pause it at that exact moment because you can see him for just, like, one frame. You can see Bullseye mid-jump coming out of the box. And I was like, oh, I caught it. There it is. That's him right there. You know? <clears> it was because it's very, it's like, it's like one frame and then, like, the next frame he's gone. The, fir- the frame
1: before that, he's not there. And it's very blinking. You'll miss it. You talk that, about it, This one, story. not not <laughs> digging it or whatever. Um, I I'm gonna. I've heard several people say that they like this one better than the first one. I know, and that that surprises me because this has always been, and I say least favorite in a sense of like they're all like on the same line of closeness, but like of the three that have come out to this point, I, Toy Story two has always been. It's been like three and one are interchangeable. Sometimes they flip flop back and forth, but two is always the one that's at the bottom. Right. And so when people, when I heard several people talk about how much they love Toy Story Two, I was floored, and I still don't fully understand that. Like I, watching it this time, I remembered how much I do enjoy it because um, it's been a long time since I'd seen the second one. But I'm somewhat surprised, and I can't quite figure out why people enjoy it more. I think there's more action. And going on and they talked about in some of the special features that it's a very tight movie everything kind of flows and goes really well but for it to be the anybody's like top is strange to me
3: yeah I I mean I guess I could have understood that prior to Toy Story 3 coming out but I don't really I didn't get it then Um, I have learned to appreciate this movie much more as I've gotten older just the themes that they get into of like Love and like accepting yourself, accepting your fate, you know. Um, It's just, it it just really stands out as like they didn't just, they weren't content to just tell like a goofy movie about toy characters with a bunch of toy puns. They really decided to make like a a story
1: out of this.
0: All right, so what are are our favorite parts?
1: I really like the, the cleaning scene with the toy surgeon that comes in and makes Woody look good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, that whole setup is really fun to me. Yeah,
0: Mr. Ollivander over there. Yeah.
1: I like his uh, little barber chair that he has. I like the stuff he's doing with the magnifying glass. Just, like, this whole setup that he has, it's very uh, enjoyable. It's it's a nice, like, it, it seems like a break from the whole movie, which is very, like, go, 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 go. And this is, like, a... I take a minute and like attention to detail and make sure that everything is is nice and perfect in the way that it's supposed to be mm-hmm. and I just like that whole aesthetic
3: it's one of those very oddly satisfying videos you see on like YouTube or Instagram just like somebody perfectly slicing something yeah. the way his like brush perfectly goes up Woody's foot yep. to erase Andy, even though it's a sad moment. It's like, ooh, that was
0: crisp. Mm-hmm. That looks
3: good. When he's painting over it, when he's like fixing what I call Woody's bald spot, the little spot on his head that's like, the paint's worn down, he fills that in. Yep. Polishes his eyes. It's very oof. I don't know something about it.
0: Yeah. Favorite scene, Josh? Um, moments? <laughs> <coughs> oh, I caught the air the wrong way. <laughs> uh, there's a couple that I, that I really like. The first one that comes to mind is, I love the callback of Buzz proving that he's the real Buzz by <laughs> uh, taking off the oh, other yeah. Buzz's helmet, mm-hmm. and then and then doing what he should have done the whole time was which is show his foot. <laughs> this is Andy, and that would have settled it from the start. But I just Buzz. really liked seeing another Buzz pretend to choke for air. <laughs> that that cracked me up, and it was cool to see how how far Buzz has has come since the first movie.
3: Yeah, he's really on top of himself. Andy or Andrew <laughs>
0: that's the second time you did that last I time I did that last week too yeah. Andrew yeah,
2: I'll take it um no uh, well, I did when they crossed the highway <laughs> that's a good when one. they crossed the road that was very funny that's like, classic it's classic and uh I, I will say that uh, my, my second favorite one was when uh, when they're in the when they're in the toy aisle no it was when uh the new Buzz mm-hmm. the new Buzz was like facing off against Zerg mm-hmm <laughs> And it's like reminiscent of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> you mean an exact parody of
3: Star yes. Wars? Yeah, it's the, kind of you know, funny. I be, am your
0: father. Because mm-hmm. uh, Loved it.
3: Buzz is kind of this weird amalgamation. His whole universe is an amalgamation of like Star Wars and Star Trek. You know? Yeah. It's just this weird mesh that just kind of
1: works perfectly. Well, and they do that whenever they're playing catch fake Buzz and Zerg are playing catch and he's like, you're such a great dad and then real Buzz sa- dad. says something like, we'll see you later and he throws up the live long and prosper sign. He does. It's the first time I've noticed he that. He does that it? in the first one the, too. Yeah. Yeah. He, did he did that in the first, first one. one. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah he goes, you're a sad, strange little man. You have my pity. <laughs> oh, I didn't
3: I didn't even notice that. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. great. It's a great little um I like um, Woody um, sort of exploring his merchandise that's all based off him yeah and, you that's know looking cool like i'm on a yo-yo and him doing like this the, the little snake in my boot toy that looks like a happy meal toy that you yeah. would get you know like ah and the record player all the stuff all this cool merch based on woody that like i wish some of it was like actual real merch you could get mm-hmm. well it,
0: it became real merch some of it did you can go buy bullseye and and jesse and all that mess but I also you can buy uh, stinky pete but who wants that <laughs>
3: <laughs> but uh, yeah, that you know we talked about um, buzzing. They talked about you talked about them in the toy store. That's mm-hmm. good. That's great.
0: It's a good um, dynamic.
3: Uh, I like the opening too of like a, a video game that Rex is playing.
0: Yeah, I love that Rex becomes addicted to video games in this <laughs> movie. Even even when they're crossing the highway, he's thinking in in video game terms. He's like, I need more health packs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> of, I, can't, <laughs> I think
1: this is probably the best Rex in the movie. Like he's just so good throughout the whole. Thing so when they're running to find Al's toy barn and he's got his disguise of leaves and he's running and they all just blow away and he's just got that <laughs> one leaf at the end and he just throws it and goes <laughs> <laughs> and then I think my favorite part is with uh, with him is when they're about to cross the street and that can gets run over and it cru- and it f- gets crushed and it flies oh, yeah. right in front of him and he goes well we tried and then he just walks away <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: How great! Uh, how great a casting was Wayne Knight. Oh uh, man, perfect. They even kind of made Al look like yep. him my a little wife. Bit. My
3: wife goes uh, in this movie. Wayne Knight plays himself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> kinda, yeah, he, I mean, he honestly kind of has the look. He's the, got the the pudgy, older, balding guy. John
3: Lasseter said that um, the character is loosely based on him, the character of Al. Yeah, because he was obsessed with collecting toys up into his or uh, like early 30s, and his kids would come to his office and want to play with his toys, and he would like. Get on to them, yeah, for like messing up the, the the quality of these toys that he had like saved and were in the box and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it like hit him at some point. He said it just hit me one day that like I'm preventing them from doing what these things were made to be done, made to exactly do, and that's to be played with. And he says so. Al's loosely based on my perception of me <laughs> at that yeah. age in my life, and it makes sense. And Wayne I mean, Knight's the perfect voice for that.
0: A lot of these, you know, a lot of these toys that people collect, they're not really ever going to be worth much it's rare that you some people now there are toys that that do become worth a lot of money oh yeah yeah. but it's not that common it's not not, uh, and it's that's why they're so they're worth so much like most people just collect toys just for like nostalgia purposes or whatever but like let's be real you could open them and play with them you're not gonna lose anything no especially if you're if you have no intention of ever selling them yeah it's kind of like the beanie baby thing like everyone was convinced but like no there's so many of them they'll never be worth anything
3: yes they are. It is kind of. It's kind of funny too, because like I have tried to track down some Beanie Babies that I had, yeah. um, because I wanted to uh, have them for the future. Yeah. But like it is hard to find some of them. Like some of them weren't that commonly printed. But I remember having or seeing friends with them. But uh, yeah, collecting toys is a real serious business too, though. It's uh, a there is a level of, uh, of sort of scariness to it because people get really 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 specific on what exactly qualifies as like mint perfect any type of collector
0: the closest thing i can relate to that i think we we all do is is gathering those little funko pop toys oh, like yeah, yeah, and like that they're not worth anything they're just for fun and they yeah. never will be worth anything but because it's just, they're nerdy beanie babies it is it's just a new variety on the same thing we well, were really, done they're before like, They're like nerdy precious moments dolls. Yeah, they are are really (laughs) like. I feel. I look at them. I'm looking at the shelf where we have a lot of them, and it's like none of them have been opened, but really not for any reason. No, (laughs) and the
1: part part it's just a a mental thing. Is like I I, I don't want to touch them. I want to leave them. Something about them is aesthetically
3: pleasing, though, and they're worth getting. It's not like they're not like toys. Like you couldn't really play with them. No, but they yeah. Well,
0: we're adults, so what would we play? You wouldn't.
3: Well, you wouldn't. But even like if you give them to your to like a kid. Yeah. Like they're not really toy that you could play with. No, Most no. Most of them are bobbleheads. Yeah. Or a lot of them are bobbleheads. And the rest, like, they don't, they don't, they can't move them around. They're not opposable. No. There's just something about them that's just kind of like, oh, this kind of looks nice. And are it's just, just like, for, there's one for every movie. Yeah, just
0: nerds like us. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's closest I can relate to to Al. And I certainly wouldn't hire any eccentric old man to fix them if they broke <laughs> no <laughs> just throw them away
1: we the three of us i don't think you've ever been there but the three of us have gone to a toy museum here in oklahoma oh yeah, um, oh, yeah. and he's an excessive collector do we think mm-hmm. that he would you think he that he would ever like steal a, a toy i don't think he would he has oh, such respect like al stole woody yeah yeah, yeah. he has I such a respect I, for I,
0: toys i don't want to like throw any any random people under the bus right what he seems know. like no i don't think any nah. i don't think any Collector who's really doing it for the love of the, no of the game. I ever This see seems like in.
3: a unique yeah. scenario where Woody it like yeah. is a once in a lifetime find for this situation, and he's not just selling them to anybody; he's selling them to like a museum, right? As well, opposed to like just selling them to another collector.
2: Well, if anything, if anything, if I want to take my toy, if I was getting rid of my toys, the first person I would take them take them to is him. Like I would give him my toys because I know he'll take care of them. Yeah, and I know like
1: he wouldn't the, want them, and and he would <laughs>
2: want them. I mean like, but like. You know, it, we've been through that toy store. We, we've been through that museum, and, like, he had... He said his favorite toy was, like, the the chunk of meat that Rocky that yep, Rocky yep, was yep. punching on. Yep. And I'm like, who has that? Him. Yeah, he does. still in the box. Mm-hmm. So he would take care of it.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, but other new characters that we
3: get in this movie are Stinky Pete, voiced mm-hmm. by Kelsey Grammer. Mm-hmm. Uh, John, Joan Cusack as Jesse. Mm-hmm. And we get Bullseye, who doesn't really have a voice, but no. is a little.
1: Uh, what would you stuff? Wooden stuffed yeah. horse.
0: Oh yeah, and we also get Barbie as a, oh, yeah, as a new yeah. character. and You uh, brought up an interesting her. thing
1: about Barbie and how Mattel didn't want it. Yeah. yeah so, involved. so,
0: uh, so um, Joss Whedon was was uh, was brought in on to script Doctor Toy Story One, right? Mm-hmm. And he really wanted to add in the Barbie character for Toy Story One, but Mattel absolutely did not want to license Barbie for the movie yeah G.I. Joe is the same way G.I. Joe was the same way and, and I remember reading that Mattel with Barbie in particular was like no because we want each when a little girl plays with a Barbie doll we want that world to be what she's created and when you take a doll and give her life you potentially ruin that child's view of what that toy yeah. is you create and that's it. a little intense for me but that was their reasoning
3: yeah well, you create a, a, a concept for how that character has to act exactly if you give if we gave um, say kids in like a, a, a third world country or something mm-hmm. uh, a, a toy of a character they don't recognize you just give them like say, like they don't recognize Donald Duck say you give right. Donald Duck and let them like whatever they do that's their version of Donald Duck but we perceive Donald Duck as acting a very specific way because we've seen this character over time so if you were to give a uh, you know us, at Donald Duck as a kid, we would make him act like how we know Donald Duck acts. He's gonna be wild and crazy, and he's gonna like you know he's gonna want to get in fights and stuff like that. We have that preconceived notion about that's how the character works. and They didn't want to do that to Barbie. She's anything. Barbie can be anybody. Yeah, she's
0: whatever each kid wants Barbie to be. Do we know um, what
3: the change? They was? also thought the movie wouldn't that wouldn't work. It failed. Well, I
0: don't. Uh, hang on, I just think I. Saw... Um, I don't know. I mean. Barbie branched off into her own cartoons and stuff like that, so maybe maybe it eventually came down to well, I mean, she we've made her we've already broken that rule ourselves, so why not let let her be in this big movie?
3: Yeah, I think that was a part of it too, though. was just they thought the movie wasn't going to succeed, that it wouldn't do well.
0: Yeah, and well, when and- it
3: did so well, they were like, we got to get in this now. Like we're one of the most we have one of the most recognizable toys in the world. And it's not in the movies about toys. Yeah. So, toy, so Barbie finds her way in there.
0: Well, and, and the company behind G.I. Joe didn't want G.I. Joe in the film because the purpose of, of G.I. Joe was to be blown up by yeah. Sid. And they were like, we don't really want to hey, you, you <laughs> you put have our, our toy toys. there and then have you destroy
3: it. Yeah, that's why we get Combat Carl. Yeah, which uh,
0: I learned recently that Tom Hanks is the one who came up with Combat Carl.
3: Mm-hmm. They that's were like, perfect. we can't
0: call a G.I. Joe, and he was like, I'm not back Carl. And they were like, uh ah, That's good. That's good. Tom. That's Tom what we hired look you. at you, Tom. Cool. So that's yeah, that's a little history of the actual licensed toys in Toy Story. I think Barbie is the only licensed toy that appears.
3: Uh well Mr. Potato, Potato Head. Head? I think his license. Yeah, I don't
0: know how that works. I don't know um, if that's a generic or if that's, like, if Mr. Potato Head's, like, a copywritten thing. I think it might be. It could be, um, Mr. Potato Head's been around for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: And then, uh, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of another one who might be in there. I mean, I, there are the little those, army men. but the, little army well, men, kind the, of the, the like barrel generic. of monkeys. Yeah. Those are kind of, you know, those are kind of, those Mr. Are kind of
0: generic Mr. classics. Mr. Mike
3: and, Mr. and like, the speak and spell. Those are kind of,
0: like, I'm sure those are trademark. Mr. Mike, wasn't that? The it's a sketch yeah, just a sketch, oh, yeah, it's a sketch yeah. Mr. Mike was, a, was like a, a, a Stretch Armstrong ripoff, wasn't he? No, no, that's Mr. Mike's the guy who has like the little, uh, he's a little oh, microphone. The mic. Who's the guy I'm thinking in Toy Story 1? Oh, ha- little muscle man? Yeah, that's yeah. got to be a Stretch Armstrong ripoff.
3: Yeah, I think that was what it okay, was, anyway, too.
0: Okay,
2: I, anyway, I digress. There's, there's one more I'm thinking, uh, like Slinky Dog? Slinky Dog, yeah. Was, was Slinky Dog a thing? I don't, I don't know. know if there was like
3: know. Slinky Animals. I never saw one as a kid but I mean I'm slinky. sure somebody made something like that
0: yeah um anyway they did use
3: the word slinky <laughs> that's S- gotta be copyrighted or slinky's trademarks, trademarks
2: like this,
0: at least the 70s any other favorite aspects favorite parts in this movie
1: I really liked Wheezy oh Wheezy's Wheezy kind of breaks of my Wheezy breaks my heart wheezy. and then, then he, then he b- rebuilds it at the end but yeah. like when Woody finds Wheezy that is one of the saddest moments of the movie and he's just so upset and everybody thought Wheezy was gonna go
0: get repaired, and he was just like,
1: No, she put me up here and forgot about me, and the dust makes my condition worse. <laughs> yeah. It.
0: And maybe the saddest part is all his friends forgot about him, too. They yeah. did, they straight just up like, did. We just
3: thought that you got taken to get fixed, and he's like, Nope. Yeah. No, she just said that. And um, I liked it also up there, you can see that there's like maybe a broken Magic 8 ball. There's a, one of those ring things you get at babies, but it's missing a ring, so it's kind of pointless. Yeah, there's there's some old books that have probably had pages ripped out of them and lots of different things. They really create this universe. That's one of my favorite things about this movie is they really expand this universe to all these elements of things that, like, if you were a toy, these are the problems, these are the situations that would be important to you. Being shelved is, like, a a, a really bad moment. That's essentially mm-hmm. you being... Like I don't know, forced to retire, uh, uh, handicapped in some way, like in some kind of like terrible accident, and you get just put on the shelf, and you're not available anymore. It'd be a yard sale, being literally the most terrifying day of your life if there's a yard sale. Um, And creating the and and sort of expanding this concept of the collector of there being more out there and presenting the questions that we end up kind of getting answers to in Toy Story Three. Sneaky Pete says. You really think Andy's going to take you to college? You think Andy's going to take you on his honeymoon? Mm-hmm. Like, you are designed to be thrown away at some point. And I just love it's that... Not true, buddy. I just love it's that... not true. Woody ultimately comes to the uh, the realization, like, I would la- rather live a fulfilling... Uh, I would rather live, like, a, a fulfilling short life than a prolonged hollow one.
0: Yeah, that's, you know? that's the ultimate realization.
1: And... Film. It's. It has to it's better be better
0: to have loved and lost than <laughs> never have loved at all.
1: Yeah, to be he could be a dwarf, or it's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved a doll. No, <laughs> <laughs> I was really proud of that. I'm, a, I'm very happy. We're gonna bring that back, like John Wick June. <laughs> John Wick June. John Wick June. <laughs> well, I just want to point out that, that that Toy Story One came out in June, so it was not John Wick June. <laughs> no, it was nope. no John Wick June. Nope. John. But okay, Keanu so is going to be in the
0: franchise. He's
1: going to Toy Story. was going to come out a lot. So there we go. Or maybe, maybe it's
0: <laughs> Kean June. Oh, Kean June. Kean July. <laughs> anyway,
3: anyway, but yeah, the overall message and the 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 heart that that aspect—that's why I call it heartwarming It's because it just it genuinely gets you to a point of like you kind of understand why Woody would make the decision initially to go, right? Yeah. Like, like Andy's getting older. I'm torn up. I don't got that much long. I don't, there's not that much longer left to go. Maybe the best thing for me is to go. And then he has to like relearn what he's already what he what he spent the whole last movie convincing Buzz of. Like the whole point of you being here is to entertain a child and to be a, and to be a part of his imagination. It's right.
0: And and his whole conflict whole is based system. in the in his Woody's inherent flaw, mm-hmm. which is his um. Need for validation mm-hmm. and which turns to selfishness mm-hmm. at times. Woody, when he decides forget Andy, I'm gonna go with Jesse and Stinky Pete and Bullseye. It's because he, like he he says they need me. Mm-hmm. They need me to be able to go to this museum, so he feels needed and validated, and mm-hmm. that's that's his character flaw. That's what he always wants. And there's an element and he doesn't in- get that from Andy right now.
3: There's an element of charity to it. He's seen. When you guys maybe can get into your Jesse conversation here, he's seen what this life of not being owned and being uh, stored basically has done to Jesse. It's turned her into a very broken toy, not physically but emotionally. She's like terrified of being in storage again, and I think that any toy would be terrified. They kind of they again they get into this in in Toy Story three of like the idea of just being put away in an attic somewhere and never played with again. Uh, would be her toy essentially uh, cl- uh, as close to death as you can get and she's been through that time after time every time they think that they've found a woody or something who knows how many times this has happened and they get uh-huh. brought out again and just to be put back away yeah. so he's like I can't do that to them, to them again you know, like I have to put I, he to a certain extent he thinks like he's putting himself last in that situation like I would love to be back with Andy but I can't do that to these guys sure. my new friends Right. So it's a very, like, it's a very, like, not relatable is kind of the wrong word, but it's a very, like, somehow you definitely understand everything they're going through. Um, and it's a really, it's a situation where a sequel, I think, it's a, this is a movie that, like, when we talk about what a good sequel is, this should be one of the foremost examples of what a good sequel is, because your characters unlearn. They're, they're kind of unlearn and have to relearn what what it is that made them who they were in the first movie, uh, kind of s- changes who's having the problem. I don't know. Yeah. Well, we we talk about that more some other time. But it's just uh, good from every aspect.
0: So in this movie, I don't like Jessie. Mm. I don't like her. Okay.
3: Yeah, I I get it, and I and I get it.
0: I'm not necessarily faulting her, but I don't like what I don't like what she's become. Hmm. That's where, that'll be my introduction. All right,
1: Garrett. Do you want to give? Do you want to
0: give like your full full synopsis and background of like I think, why? I think Jesse is to start. So I'm going to talk about Jesse pre her decision to go with Woody, from meeting her to that turning point. She is obnoxious. Mm-hmm. She is annoying. Right. She is bitter and cynical and extremely mean. Mm-hmm. And I know why she is that way. But it, but I, that to me doesn't make it okay, and it doesn't make me like her.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Now I'm glad she has a change of heart, but throughout this movie, she is um, the culmination of of what unchecked anxieties can go to. Mm-hmm. I don't like it.
1: <laughs> so for me, and and I only am I'm being the devil's advocate on purpose because like I I have no feelings towards. Jessie one way or another like she's fine I don't have a problem with her as a character but like you are the only person that I've met that's like adamantly just gone out to say how much you don't like Jessie like I don't hear people say that most people I hear really enjoy Jessie
0: and so, I can't fathom why because she's so mean and and mean and I think it's
1: <laughs> I think it's once people get her background and what happened is when people start to feel for Jessie so for me when, once you learn about Jessie And you take this whole construct into what a toy is supposed to be in this universe. If you take all of those two components and put them together, this is what I came up with. Jessie is a really, really dedicated and good toy. Mm -hmm. Because her whole purpose in life is to bring joy to children. That is what she wants. That is what she wants more than anything. And so the fact that she has been in a box for as long as she has, unable to fulfill her purpose, and the she is the only one of the group, including Woody, that has gone through this abandonment. Mm-hmm. So she has this abandonment problem already because all she wanted to do with her life mm-hmm. was to make Emily happy and it's to be there for her. And then she got a, put under the bed and just accumulated dust, but she never lost that hope that she was going to one day come back to Emily. And so when Emily found her under the bed, she was so excited. They got in the car and they went to on a drive and she was just so happy. And, yeah. and then she was put in a box and donated away and never came out of this box. So for me, when I look at Jessie, the only thing that she knows that she can do is to satisfy a kid and, and make them happy. So for her... The only prospect that she has is to go to this museum because there every single day she will have the ability for kids to come by, see her, and put a smile on their face. That is the only option that she has. There are no other options for her. It's museum or box. Mm -hmm. And she wants to satisfy her ability as a toy to make other kids happy. So when Woody comes in, that is the only option that she has to fulfill her goal of being a good toy. And so that's why she gets so frustrated with Woody is because for her it's I can go to this museum and make all of these people happy and, and by doing that I will be doing my job as a toy. Mm-hmm. And I don't have any other options. It's this or the box. And you're taking that from me. Exactly, and so for so at the end whenever she is presented that option of going home with Andy, That's whenever you see that change, because now she has the ability, again, now she has options. She doesn't want to go to the toy museum, but that was the only option that she had. Well, she still has to be talked into
0: it, because 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 she still doesn't trust anyone.
1: Right, and that is why she's mad at Woody, because she already knows what happened. So she is bitter and upset, but she still wants to fulfill that need. And because she's been so far away, and who knows what the prospector has said, you know, he's incredibly time, yeah. manipulative this whole time. Mm-hmm. So he could have gotten it in her head also and kind of what he was trying to do with Woody is, you don't want to go back to this person. She donated you. She threw you away. That's what every kid is going to do. You go to this museum and, and the prospector, or Stinky Pete prospector, <laughs> I've I called him prospector the whole time. Um, he is bitter because he was never purchased. Yeah, he's never He was ne- He was always in his box, never purchased until this. And so he could have been manipulating her. Who knows? That's speculation, your honor. But for me, (laughs) that is why she is that way, is because she wants so much to make kids happy. And the only option that she has resides so much in Woody. Mm -hmm. And again, because of her trust issues with people, is is why she gets mad at him. Is like, this is our opportunity to make millions and millions of kids happy. And you're going to go back to the one kid who in my experience has thrown kids away and thrown you away. But then again, he gets into her head. He, he, uh, he is like, come with me and he will play with you. And then she was like, that's what I want. Mm-hmm. And so I think that there's a lot of different depths to Jesse, but I think it all over arcs to she just wants to make a kid happy. That's what she longs for. And that's why she gets so frustrated and reacts the way that she does to Woody. Because that is literally the only option she has. Or she goes back in a box.
0: Yeah, I agree and understand all that. Yeah. I just think she handles yeah, it really poorly. I think and it makes her not like that. But what
1: else would you do? Well, here, if you were in her shoes, how would you
0: handle that well, situation? Here, here's what I want Well, you certainly know. wouldn't attack Woody the way she did here's and try a, to sabotage him. <laughs> here's what I'll but say, too, is that... She didn't Jess, turn off the TV, but she tried to sabotage She Jesse sort of fulfills
3: a similar role to Woody in the first film. She, you know, Woody's very... Not you know i mean he's very antagonistic he's critical of buzz the whole way like even after they get captured and go to sid's he's still you're such an idiot like he's just like he's just mocking him the whole time Mm -hmm. and that's and so that's a dislikable element of woody's character that sort of extended from his feeling of self-importance jesse kind of serves as the main source of conflict for woody in this film now woody's the one who's being presented with i have a goal that i'm trying to achieve i gotta leave which is what buzz wanted to do in the first movie is i leave and get back to his mission that's not real and as far as jesse concerns what's he Woody's, woody's mission isn't real and like you're not gonna you're a toy you're not gonna climb out of this building and get back to your you know your owner mm-hmm. like he doesn't want you you're broken and he threw you away you know as far as she's concerned and so that we needed that source of conflict before you get the reveal of Stinky Pete as true villain. Yeah. You know, because, like, we have sort of an existential villain of Al, who they really don't have any way of combating. But Stinky Pete comes in, and it turns out he's been pulling some strings, being a bad guy this whole time. And it's kind of our first real villain for a Toy Story franchise, which we would get another one. Right. Uh, some might say an even better one uh, in Toy, would... Toy Story 3. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she does play that role. And, and we talked about how, how in that first one, Woody is a jerk. Yeah. And I think Jessie's a jerk. Yeah. Like, she, Then both those characters have their turnaround points where yeah. they come back to the light, but it doesn't make their behavior excusable. No, it just makes it relatable. Exactly. She is relatable, and I understand where she comes from. Yeah. It's not necessarily She's just so mean to Woody. Yeah. I think more mean than, than Woody was Woody to buzz. buzz. Yeah. I mean, she she shot a gun at a target of his head. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those <laughs> situations where I go.
3: What? The owner comes. Yeah, Al walks back in. What does he do? The heck out
0: this? Dart, and if you're on, how this precious dart get out of the yeah. gun? It's not supposed to leave the gun. <laughs> and if you're on Team Woody this whole time, Pete and, and Jesse are are holding him against his will for a lot of the movie. Yeah, well, yeah, somewhat. So they. You know, they hit. They Jesse and and Pete kind of hit the same turning point at the same time, where they diverge. She goes to the light side, and mm-hmm. he goes to the dark. But up until that point, they're both kind of this neutral, like not trustworthy. Yeah, I see them
3: anyway. Well, yeah, they're definitely trying Andrew, to.
0: Do you have anything to say?
3: <laughs> you gotta have no opinion again.
2: I have no opinion. <laughs> no, um, I've just been listening about how how to perceive. Uh, Jesse and I'll I'll be honest with you. Whenever I first saw Jesse, I did not. I didn't really. I don't know how I really felt about her. I really didn't. I didn't know whether I liked her, or whether I hated her. Mm-hmm. I did think she was annoying as hell because she was, like you know she yeah she was being mean with him. And as soon as as soon as Woody said you know now well now I can go back, all of a sudden it just her personality just changed. It's almost like she's bipolar, <laughs> and. And she got really hostile and really and really hateful, and it made me not want to like her. So, in terms of like how I feel about how I feel about Jesse, I'm I'm really just kind of neutral on Jesse. I feel I feel like she's just another character in this. Mm-hmm. She eventually becomes a love interest to uh, Buzz. Yeah, but you know, it, it, we don't really know that until later, and that kind of. They like I, I feel as if they're trying to make a purpose for. her. Does that make sense?
0: No, it does. Her journey in this movie is a good journey, it's but a, it's, a, it's not the part journey. of the journey where I think you're supposed to like her. Yeah, that's, like, that's I, my standpoint. Like I think you do like her once she makes her evolution. And I, I do it. in Toy Story three. I think her development.
2: Yeah. I think what I want to speak about her her development. If anything, is that her development is, for starters the entire character development in this movie is really good. Yeah. For excuse me, for a uh, for a cartoon, more or less. Because, you know, you don't don't normally see that. But like, this in particular I think what I, this in particular especially with her, is that she just, she changes just really, really quick. And I'm just like man, I, I, I don't know how to feel about that. And the Prospector never saw the Prospector being evil. Never saw... So, that's that's my two cents on Jesse. is that I really didn't start to sympathize with her, quote-unquote, until Toy Story 3.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's... And you it,
2: never saw the Prospector as being yeah. evil?
0: I did not see it in, initially. Oh. Okay. Right, until the, you until the it twist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah until I Until the that. twist.
0: No, yeah, he doesn't. He's very... He's very good... Uh, not Kelsey Grammer, yeah. though he has, but yeah. Pete is a good actor. Yeah, yeah. he's and, playing. He's the trying of... to make it sound like it is. It is for a greater good. When it's yeah. not, it's because of his insecurities that he is a terrible toy yeah. that no kid ever wanted. Which yeah. is why he's still in the box. No, I'd say
3: he, gets a, he gets a fate worse than box. Yeah, he becomes owned by a little girl
0: who's an artist. Yeah,
3: one of my lot. Will get played with. It's my wife's fate. One of my wife's I, favorite lines from he the movie.
0: Will get played with. I really liked to talk about the. Uh, uh, Jesse's struggle. I like that Buzz got this epiphany line that he got to give to Buddy, uh, Buddy <laughs> Woody... <think>. Woody of... <laughs> I don't remember it exactly, but the paraphrase is like... What do you want to go in a museum for so you can stay behind glass all day yeah. and never be loved again? Yeah. Like, you're not going to bring joy to children. Yeah. You're not. You will never be touched or loved again. Yeah. And that's why I said when I was we were watching the movie... She doesn't want to stay in a box so bad. What the hell does she think the museum's going to be? Right. She will be stuck in a box well, for eternity.
3: And she's been sold this lie, yeah. like We've been talking yeah. about that it's going to be this perfect existence I of know. like you'll never get thrown away. It, kids in fact, will come. It'll be
0: worse. Crazy. It'll be worse than a box, in my opinion, because then it's this tease of these kids walk by and maybe some of them are interested, but they'll never play with you.
3: No, they can't touch them. Exactly. Can't ever touch them.
0: She will sit there frozen in time. Mm-hmm. Like that's not a good. That's not a good existence either. And and Buzz got to got to deliver that line that kind of helped Woody you, think about it for uh, a little bit and decide, hey, you all come with me.
1: Yeah, yeah, and he got to do the reverse or the inverse where he got to call Woody a toy.
0: Yeah. The yeah, you are you a toy. A, a toy.
3: Just yells it at him. I had a question it's about... A good the. a movie. No, it's a great movie. Uh, a lot of layers
1: to it. It's yeah, there, I so. had a question about the whole <laughs> dynamic of Stinky Pete and Jesse. Mm-hmm. So, in the scene where... Woody and Bullseye are sneaking onto Al's chest to get his arm. The TV turns on, and that's the kind of crux of Woody and Jesse being antagonistic to one another. So, Woody gets back into the case. He sees the remote of the television directly in front of Jesse. Okay. So, here's my question. Toys, they go to sleep. But they see, right? It seems that way. So based on where they're all lined up, how in the hell did Jesse not see him I, get yeah. the remote and put that in front of her? There I, I, called that,
0: I called that into question. There yeah. are aspects in here that don't make sense, and that's yeah. one of them. Like, the whole toy, how the the lore and how they operate just doesn't always make sense, and that's, yeah. I wondered, that is one time.
3: Well, I wondered, as a kid, I, I, I thought there must be two remotes. Right. Because well, it, they, does, you, it you is know, weird, like, like yeah. you know, that he got out and, like, pressed the button and then,
1: like, pushed it in front of her, yeah. or she's like, or know, even if it slid in front of her in some way, she'd, she'd be like, like "Who would have done that other yeah. than the only other person on this shelf?" Well, and the yeah. film
0: has done such a good job of convincing you, because at this point Jesse has been very mean to Woody, mm-hmm. the remote is right in front of her, and it's been hammered into our heads that Pete has never left the box. So right, I can't, right, He's already can't he's already been ruled be out. Him, and Bullseye's a horse. Why didn't he?
3: And Bullseye yeah, and Bullseye was like with him.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bullseye point. was with him.
3: So. so as
0: a viewer, it, it only, can only makes sense just, that Jesse's lying.
3: They present you this idea that Jesse's going to turn into a bad guy for the majority of the film, and then it switches on you, and it's a good switch. But yeah, yeah.
0: So my another thing that doesn't make sense to me, and we talked about this whole concept last week with Buzz, is how does Woody not remember Woody's Roundup? Yeah, yeah. it doesn't make sense to me that he would he would not know any of that when when Potato and everybody knows. Well, I'm from Mattel. Like they know. And Buzz knows. Right. Now why has Woody not known?
3: My only, I don't get it. My only answer there is is that Woody's Roundup, as a show, seems to be a very old show. It does. It looks it like I mean, he's to black to and white. Black and white. Woody, then we could surmise, came out around the same time. I think a lot of people have, over the years, assumed that Woody was either his parents' toy when they were a kid or something like that. Maybe yeah, his like mom owned him. Maybe your dad owned him and hand him, handed him down. So maybe if Woody's been a toy that's a hand-me-down toy not, and has never been abandoned. He's been a toy for like 40-something years. Maybe it is just something he slowly forgot. He didn't have the reminders. He didn't have oh. the, 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 the extended elements to be brought in. it's possible that even whoever owned him the first time didn't even know what Woody's Roundup is either. So they never played with him as a Woody's Roundup character.
0: He's just mm. Woody. I'll push back on that a little bit with... Then why wouldn't Woody remember his previous owner before Andy? Right. Which would then you would think make him be less anxious about Andy growing he, out of him one day because right. he knows it's very likely Andy will pass him down to someone else, just I like know. the person before him.
3: That's why. Yeah. That's why it's, it's really hard like, to know. It's hard uh, to know what the memory of a toy no, is. I know there situation. is an explanation for this. It's. It makes me curious to know. Like, is it possible that like toys I don't know there, there's so many different theories and ways you can craft this I've had the idea what if a toy uh, his memory only works based on the child that has him you know mm-hmm. like, like are they reset like they're reset when but they
0: don't because they just, we know in three
3: yeah we know in three <laughs> that they they hang on to those like
0: all our theories get confronted in different ways I know, and, and so it just, pokes
3: holes it doesn't really work you know and so like it's really hard to know exactly why Woody doesn't remember maybe
1: he got bonked on the head he <laughs> did
0: get fried in the head by Sid that one time. Yeah. Right?
1: I I just have another little thing aspect of the movie that I didn't like. Uh, how dare. How dare. Andy's mom go in his room whenever he's not there and sell his stuff for 25 cents and he has yeah. no idea. What kind of shit is that? No. I that is that not sense. cool, mom. It's so cheap, too. It has yeah. made me think about
3: every time I ever was sent off to a camp or well, something. I, yeah, yeah, you know parents do that. Yes. They
0: go in and they go... What is if you tell your kid? Because I've been that kid, and I'm sure you all have too. Yeah. You need to go in your room and pick out the toys you don't want anymore. You suddenly realize you want all your toys. Yeah. You want, so you gotta you gotta throw some. You away. start looking at it's toys cool, and going though. like, Oh, I it's play with cool. this. And I play if if with this
3: every every four
0: weeks. Yeah. And as a parent, I assume because I'm not one, it's like playing the uh, uh, Russian roulette game of like, Will <laughs> they remember this toy? Right. Or yeah, or yeah, I mean, that, that, that it is true. And you hope that they just never. Or that's why I'm she sure puts those things on that shelf. I'm sure we've all been told like. I'm sure, a, f- a, f- a little white lie of like, oh, you must have lost that toy. Yeah. yeah. Like, mm,
1: mom, must've... you know damn well. <laughs> I didn't lose you that. Away, didn't you? I've never lost Your a
0: toy in my, my life. I have full inventory. <laughs> <laughs> and this on my, toy. <laughs> on our last roll call, he was, uh, he was present. <laughs> and now he's not, and I was at grandma's. <laughs> so you tell me. Oh, your, your your sister must your brother must have got it. Oh, oh. the dog chewed it up. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Lies. Well, it actually... I know little Daryl down the street has it. Hearsay, mother, hearsay. <laughs> <laughs> at least she tried to make bank office. She did. She
3: tried to make some money. She Good could have her. done
0: more. Like yeah. 25 cents.
3: Like Andrew's grandmother yelling at him. Yeah. Andrew?
0: Andrew? What have you
3: done with your toys? My goodness, sir. <laughs> you can't even keep track of them.
0: What? What is this?
3: Some sort of itinerary. I don't buy it. You've lost all your toys.
0: We'll see if I bring you another bag of jacks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How you know. many monkeys are left in this barrel? Three? It's going in for 20 cents. <laughs> any, Holy <shit>. any, <laughs> any other toy story to hot takes? Yada yada or or... Themes or moments to explore. I get a hot take
3: not really a hot take. Maybe who cares? Uh, I was gonna okay. say this I was gonna say this last what? week, but I think Buzz and Woody they oh. don't really spend that much time together in this movie, no, which is don't. a travesty. I think Buzz and Woody might be one of, if not the most, iconic duos in film history. Aren't they a great buddy, feel like buddy comedy, comedy situation? I tried to I tried to come up with a list of like ten buddies, like or or or, 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 com- or like duos in film that are on that same kind of level in my head couldn't even come up with th- with two others like I just struggled to think like who are two people like that that's like that have that level of like perfect connection
0: no they're great you got the dynamic of the cowboy and the spaceman exactly opposite ends of the technology spectrum they're they've got an odd couple situation going on woody's a little more uh woody's a little more uh Felix mm-hmm. buzz is a bit of an Oscar right they, uh which is in that dynamic is always classic. They're both natural born leaders yep. to a certain extent, you know, do they're in their ways.
3: They do it in different ways. They so there's and so they naturally rub against each other in ways that are both good and bad. You really see that at the beginning of this film where like they're kind of co-leading the the room, you know, of like Buzz harking out orders, Woody's telling him, "Okay, while I'm gone, this has got to get all these things I got to get done." You can see them working together and they just kind of make for like really good friends. That's why it's, it kind of stinks that like Toy Story 2 and Toy Story 3 for the most part, they're not together that much. And I get the feeling it's the same way in Toy Story 4. That they're they're not really going, they, they don't really get to be a, a, a combo yeah. as much as we would like.
1: You had, Josh, you mentioned uh, as Toy Story 4 is going around, there's been like a lot of conversations about Tom Hanks and Tim Allen's actual friendship. Sure. Do you have any stuff that they have talked about right off the top of your head that you've seen that's been interesting?
0: I mean, not off the top of my head. They seem to have become uh, good friends over the years. Uh, They've done some interviews together uh, for Toy Story 4 Press. Um, But they're, you know, I think... I think another reason why they work so well as these characters is because I think they're also a bit of an odd couple in a way. I think they are two very different people who share enough similarities to be friends with each other. Like, they're not... I don't think Tom and Tim are best friends by any means. No, best, But no. they seem to get along and have a good attitude with each other, despite the fact that they both um, are very different styles of performers. They both have different opinions on various things. Um, and that's, but they work, just like Buzz and,
3: and Woody. Cool. And that they've never technically worked together. Yeah. I um, i mean... In, ni- in ni- 2000, I think, or 2001, AFI gave Tom Hanks a Lifetime Achievement Award. And Tim Allen uh, spoke uh, briefly at that award ceremony, and he says, people always ask me, what's it like to work with Tom? we on him two movies. What's it, like to, what's it like to work with Tom? Tom's a great guy, right? And I had to say, uh, I don't know.
1: I've never worked <laughs> yeah, with him. Yeah.
3: He goes, the only time I've worked with Tom is when we were working for the film and not on the film, like doing press, stuff like that. They put me and Tom together. We go out and do interviews. That's the most I spend with Tom Hanks on these movies. So... He goes. One day, I hope to actually work with Tom on something. Yeah,
0: we I, I watched. We turned on some of the uh, making of Toy Story Two featurette, and there was one behind the scenes scene where they, where Tim and Tom were in the same room recording lines. But you got to think that was rare. And I I, I think and he Tom, probably truly did work more with him during the press jumps. Yeah,
3: and, and it's possible that they did that for the promotional material. Who, yeah, you know, or
0: maybe it was for a certain scene that really called for them to be together. or something. Yeah.
3: Or, you know, yeah, they wanted it for that uh, for that aspect. But it seems like, you know, Tom would go, come in and record his stuff. They didn't do, like, ensemble recordings. Like, some some t- some animated shows do that. They do, like, ensemble recordings and have them actually together and sort of do it like a play. Yeah. But that's not necessarily the case. Pixar doesn't have that level of uh, t- time, I think. Or, or these people don't have that kind of scheduling where they can do that. Or at they least have to record them can. when they can.
0: Here's a fun bit. So Woody, the character, was always named Woody. Mm-hmm. Buzz went through a few alterations. I've heard time. about these, huh? I've heard of some of these. Yeah. I mean, so he was. So you know, Toy Story is based on um, uh, Tin Toy, the Pixar short. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And B- Buzz was originally Tinny, and they decided, ah, that doesn't really work. Um, so they changed him to more of a space guy, and then it it, t- it went from Tinny to Lunar Larry.
3: Lunar Larry, which is my
0: favorite of the bunch. That's that they didn't pick. <laughs> Then they go to one that I very much don't understand, which is Tempest from Morph. What? This sounds sounds like like Mork from Mork. That sounds like Mark from Mark. That sounds like Shakespeare.
3: That sounds like a totally different way they were going to go yeah. with
0: it. Yeah, <laughs> Tinny, Lunar, Larry, Tempest from Morph, and then eventually Buzz Lightyear, named after Buzz Aldrin. Right, which makes sense. And Woody was just always Woody, although he he was originally a ventriloquist doll. Yeah, that's draft. true. Yeah. He was and always looked, some sort of cowboy and doll. they changed him because he looked terrifying. <laughs> he, he really did look terrifying. They decided... Well, this was when Woody was mean mm-hmm. in the yeah.
3: original screen. He really... There's a, there's a brief short of him and being he, real mean.
0: He was designed to look, quote, sneaky and mean. So they had to change him. But they kept Woody.
3: I think for the best, too, the version that we ended up with in Toy Story and Toy Story 2 going forward... Is the best combo they could have crafted for these two. I, my biggest question with the whole film series is why they seem they seem to be really attached to the idea of Buzz being crazy because they bring back a Buzz who doesn't know he's a toy in this one.
0: Yeah,
3: in Toy Story three he becomes he, he doesn't he forgets he's they make him forget he's a toy and then he turns into Spanish Buzz who doesn't know he's a toy. <laughs> I
0: have Buzz to, <laughs> Part of me wonders: Are we going to see another
3: Buzz Lightyear in Toy Story four that also has no concept of being a toy? Are we going to get this? Again, because that's one of my... it's one of the aspects that like, once Buzz grew out of that, I really liked that. I liked that he'd kind of become one of them and he's doing the whole mm-hmm. thing of knocking on the thing and trying to listen, what's this new toy going to be? Are you worried, Buzz? The, one
1: of the interviews that I saw said that that was why Buzz was funny. And once he became aware of the situation, it became a lot more difficult to create a funny situation for him to be funny. Mm. So that element... To them, I guess, is what creates humor for that character. Yeah. So that is why
3: that is recurring. It is funny, but I just it, you know like his the way he describes things. Well, slotted pig. I will tell you this. You know, like yeah. just calling them by what they appear to him. Lizard man, come with me. Yeah. Like and it's and it's Tim Allen sort of imitating Captain Kirk delivery of addressing these things that I get the humor of it. It's just. I don't know. I, I really like Buzz. I kind of like how... who I kind of do like who Buzz is when he's kind of like trying to talk to Jesse at the end. He's like, uh, <clears throat> listen, uh, young lady, you have a lovely yarn of hair. Uh, hair of yarn. Uh, <laughs> he's yeah. like on that whole bit. Like, I kind of like normal Buzz. Um, but we'll talk more
0: about Spanish Buzz in the third one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, any, other, any other key points of Toy Story 2 we want to talk about before we start to move on to other sections of the show?
2: Uh, I think... I mean, we've probably talked about this, but I just have this as an... As an well, you were here
0: for the discussion.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I will say that one of the things that I, that I loved about this movie, and it's my key word in the very beginning, is maturity. Mm-hmm. It's it's a maturing of not just, uh, not just a studio, but also a style of film, because normal animation films you think of as musicals. You think of as like directly aimed towards kids. Directly aimed towards
3: Slapstick and some dumb humor. Sl-
2: slapstick, dumb humor and with a song bit in between. Because musical. If, yeah. if you think any if you think back to any Disney movie, granted this is a Pixar movie, not a Disney movie. But if you think back towards you know, any Disney movie, there's always that musical element in there. Mm. Here we don't really get that. Not the true. one the one oh, the one musical element that we get is very sad. Yeah, yeah, Jesse. It is incredibly sad. Song.
0: And what I yes, I just want to comment on that, if I may. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay.
3: Just like leaning in on you, really. You uh, were, you are just,
0: you're, I, I, you're, you're well, anticipating. My fear this. was you were gonna go continue on your tangent and and take away the moment. So, uh, when Toy Story was being made, Disney wanted it to be a musical. That's yes, true. Yeah. they wanted that. They said, all our movies are musicals. That's part of the Disney brand. We want this to be a musical. And Pixar was like, nah, we don't really want it to be a musical. It doesn't really work like that. So their compromise was using music to forward the story in a background way, which is why... Randy Newman was brought in yeah. to write his key, the key songs in that first movie, being "You Got a Friend in Me" and the song that is playing while Buzz Strange has his downfall. Things so, out. so they were and able to, to they were able to hit those Disney yeah, those required ones. musical cues. Without making the film a musical, mm-hmm. and so yeah, then they continue. But there is a music element. Okay, go ahead. Yes. Yeah, no, no. There's music elements too. And that was their con- their grand compromise.
2: But that the other thing is, is that there's really in the entirety of, in the entirety of Pixar, there's really only two movies that have, have that have done that. It's Toy Story and Cars.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, now every once in a while, you'll have a song that's thrown in there, and maybe I don't know, maybe Coco. But like Coco, Coco's musical. Coco yeah. does have musical elements, but so maybe three. But you know 3 out of 22 yeah but, we're not so, talking about
3: Broadway musical though like no. what Disney sort of popularized in the mid yeah. in the 90s no, and no, no, no. is getting back lot to lot. even now they're getting back to that Broadway style musical animated film we're talking about mu- mu- movies that use music the way most movies do right and just sort of to accentuate the story mm-hmm. but is it sung on screen
2: you're right yeah no I mean it just. but but back to what I was saying earlier about how it how mature it is is that You know, we're still talking about it today because of how, honestly, how fresh it is. Mm -hmm. I was really, you know, upon watching it this this umpteenth time that I've seen it, the humor is still good. The humor is still good. The pacing is still good. The emotion is still good. And I think that's like a turning point, especially in animation, in animation altogether, because, uh... Because, you know, up until then, you know, I felt like a lot of the stuff was forced almost, Mm -hmm. you know, like there is, there is something drastic that happens that forces you into an emotion and here you, you really do feel it. Like there's, there are times when you just, especially during that, during the Jesse, during the Jesse song and I remember watching that today and it really, really made me sad. It really made me sad for Jesse. Well, that was the point. I know. But, like, but like, no, I'm, I'm like, it really made me sad. Yeah, no, yeah. it does. Listen, but, I have said like, on
1: several occasions that there's no movie in the world that can make me cry and hit my heartstrings like a damn Pixar movie. No no, I don't know how they do it consistently, but I can't think of another movie pr- production studio that consistently makes me feel the way a Pixar movie feels. This is one hey, of the man. first of the sad montages in Pixar films. Toy Story didn't really have, like, a super
3: sad moment. They had some kind of, like, emotional moments. But this was, like, this could make you cry, yeah. Jesse's whole song. And mm-hmm. then, you know, I mean, other movies will just amplify that.
0: What I find impressive about that exact thing between Toy Story 1 and 2 is that uh, Andrew Stanton was the only writer who returned. Like, mm-hmm. it was written, Toy Story 2 was written by yeah. different people for the most part outside of it. Including Stanton. Joss Whedon. Well, Joss Whedon did. He but he was yeah. there he was there but he, he was kind of he kind of script doctored okay he didn't like it wasn't his idea
1: right and, that, and, and all the head. stuff that you're hitting on Andrew as far as like to, whatever <laughs> whatever you, as far as whatever <laughs> it, it'll make sense as far as, as, as far whatever the, you were saying as far as um, aspect. that's why the I have used the same word to describe this is because it's not just the movies itself right it's this entire franchise spawned so many things like Pixar is what it is Because of Toy Story. Mm -hmm. Toy Story is what it is because of Toy Story. And I know that over time, like, Toy Story, you know, it's never, like, faded away. But other Disney Pixar movies kind of get a lot of the attention anymore, especially Cars. Cars seems to have been kind of like the profitable moneymaker thing that they really try to put their money into now. But for me, Toy Story (laughs) is the legendary will always be the legendary. And it's not just these, it's this entire, we talk about great franchises and I've always said that Back to the Future is mine and people talk about Star Wars. But like collectively, I feel like everyone, especially our age, really connects on a different kind of level to these Toy Story movies. And for me, that is why these movies Continue to be legendary. Mm-hmm. Two and th- three and four will probably have different words. Three definitely will. I can't predict about four, but yeah.
2: But like, but, but what I'm ch- but to to just kind of wrap this up because I know we're almost out of time. But like, well, I mean, but anyway, <laughs> the podcast to to wrap this up. Really, <laughs> what I what I have to say is is that like what I have to say is about especially this movie in particular. Is you know Pixar. Pixar is now in its own realm you know like mm-hmm. you can't you can't just say oh well, well that's just a that's just a this is an animated movie there's mm-hmm. there's animated movies and then there's Pixar
3: Yeah, Pixar has created and, a brand that you yeah. recognize and you go well that's probably gonna be better than most of the rest even it like my wife has a saying the worst Pixar movie is still better than most other animated films sure
0: I mean except for cars three, <laughs> cars I'm is not seen cars than three. have not seeing cars, cars two. three did they I'll, make I'll Cars put, three? I'll put Cars two and three. Down yeah, there. I don't know. I didn't like. I don't remember liking either of them too much. Cars three was better. Cars two was when they went to Japan and it was all about that one was mater That one was bad. I never
2: but saw Cars two. And three. Don't you are not missing anything. Don't do I, it. I like Cars one well enough? You should listen to our other podca- br- podcast. I, I will eventually. That. That. I've listened <laughs> to
3: a lot of them. I never got up to Cars,
2: but well, have fun. But I mean, <laughs> just every time a every time a Pixar movie comes out, it always sets that standard. Yes, and. Now, when it comes to when it comes to any animated movie, the first thing I refer to is Toy Story. It's not Lion King. It's not Aladdin. It's not Shrek. Mm-hmm. It's always it's probably going to be Toy Story. He says Shrek. <laughs> sure as heck
3: so. ain't Shrek.
0: Hey, Shrek's a great
3: movie. It Shrek, is. Shrek too. is a great movie. When we talk, when we have it, eventually, when we do the Shrek series, it'll be a very similar conversation to this, but it's going to be like from the complete opposite like aspect. Like, I feel like Shrek is the sort of... I don't know what the best way to put this. Bizarro Toy Story. Yeah. Um,
0: Alright, yeah. well, then let's... Uh, well, should this have been made? Absolutely. Oh, yes. Yeah. I'll say yes. Yeah. There was... I mean, there was no reason not to continue these, these stories after Toy Story 1. They could have...
3: If they had left it just Toy Story, like, nothing would have been wrong. But the fact that they... I I mean... It, looking at it in a retrospective way, we got Toy Story two and three out of it, so I mean, what? and four and on the right. way. So like, they've only gotten better with each film.
0: Yeah. Okay. So then let's talk about the box office history of yeah, it's Toy Story. Everybody's 2 Everybody's favorite part of the show. It's my, I like it, and I will. I will intro you by reminding everyone that this was supposed to be direct to video.
3: It was. It was hey, now to talk about how length. much money it made. <laughs> it <laughs> is. The first Toy Story, 81 minutes long. This Toy Story, 91 minutes long. Just uh, barely above what's considered feature length. I, I don't know what they added to it to take it to feature length. I do know that an early concept for the direct-to-video version was Buzz being recalled.
0: Oh, that's a cool idea. Which is, I
3: know. I'm surprised they never came back to that. But Buzz was going to be recalled was the, one of the original plot ideas. Anyway... Box office stats, let's get into it. Toy Story 2 debuted the weekend of November 26, way back in 1999. Ooh, what a year, what a great time. It finished with a three day opening total of $57.3 million. That's almost just a little over, just almost double what Toy Story yeah, 1 made.
0: Yeah.
3: Also, in the top 10 that weekend was The World Is Not Enough, another James Bond film versus oh, Toy Story. Oh, since a theme. Uh, end of Days. Sleepy that? Hollow.
0: It's, it's an oh, Sleepy Hollow! Hey, uh,
3: the Bone Collector, Pokemon: The First Movie, Dogma. Kevin James. Kevin Smith. Excuse Kevin Smith? me. Wait, hey. what happened uh, here? Being John Malkovich, oh, The really cool. Insider, oh, and Anywhere But Here. Anywhere. So only one true, one uh, only one true sequel in the box office that week. Then is Toy Story Two. In total, Toy Story 2 would finish with $245 million in its domestic haul. Add that with $251 million from overseas. That makes it a worldwide total of $497.3 million, which is a lot. Um, is that more than the first one? I don't remember. That's a lot more than the first one. Okay. It's uh, almost double what the first one ended up making. Mm. Um, a quick look at 1990, or uh, let me see here. Uh, the year in total. Toy Story 2 would finish number three anybody want to take a guess at the number one movie of 1999
0: Star Wars The Phantom Menace I was going to say that Here? no nope, it
3: is Star Wars The Phantom Menace anybody want to take a guess at number two The Matrix no nope, that is on the list that's number
0: five uh, okay I'm not done yet <laughs> <laughs> do you have one
1: you're reading that 1999 book I know right I am 1999 really like like
0: 1999
1: uh, I'll tell you it wasn't a sequel it wasn't a sequel. It was, it was a
3: movie.
2: movie. It, it wasn't a sequel. Was it an original movie. Or it was an, an
3: original movie. It was not, uh, as far as I know, based on anything. But it was also not a sequel. What was it rated? <laughs> I don't know. What was <laughs> the name of it? Either PG thirteen or R. <laughs> <Okay>. Maybe PG. <laughs> PG thirteen or see. R. Is Let it Blair see. Witch Project? No. Damn. No, I'm not guessing. Let yeah. me see. You're not gonna I'm, guess?
1: No, I'm gone.
3: Oh. What was that rated? I, was, I think remember that was
1: R. Yeah.
0: I'll check them. You can get this, Josh. I think you can. Oh, this is making me more anxious to get it. So it's not The Matrix. It's not The Blair Witch Project. Nope. It's not what he said. It was PG-13. PG-13. Oh, it, was PG-13. it is pretty, pretty iconic. iconic. I'll tell you that. It's yeah. pretty iconic. 1999. Is it one of those movies where, like, it was really big then and now it's kind of like no one would really think of it? Probably. Yeah, I, I think I'd
1: put it in. I think that it, it's one where you would go, uh, like what I just did. In terms of mm. pop culture, it is a very significant film. Yeah, but I okay. would say there's a lot of people that are like
3: your average teenager today probably hasn't seen it. Yeah. Okay. 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 Your average twenty year old may Can not have seen it. Can
0: I get a genre? Uh, thriller. Uh, yeah. Thriller.
3: Yeah. Thriller. Thriller. Dramatic thriller, maybe. Ooh.
0: Maybe. I like this game. Maybe Sorry, I think, maybe I think it's enough. Scenes, I, think it's I enough. like it. A thriller that is original, not a sequel. Rated PG thirteen. That is the second highest grossing movie of 1999, 1999, behind Phantom Menace and in front of Toy Story
3: It made $293 million (gasps) at the box office. I
2: know what it is.
3: Say
0: it.
1: (laughs) The Sixth Sense. That's exactly what it is. I see dead people. Fun story. We got Shyamalan. I straight up (laughs) spoiled that movie for my sister because I didn't (laughs) understand spoilers at the time. Yeah. So I had just seen it. Terrified me.
0: I can't believe your sister likes you.
1: I know, right? (laughs)
0: I'm not ma- yeah, I'm not mad. A I'm you not you a- the greatest movie of the decade. You threw a ball No, I did.
1: I-, I walked in, and she was like, I don't want to know anything about it, okay? And I was like, okay, I just have, it's- it's- it has nothing to do with the movie. And I legitimately, I legitimately didn't think that it did. I know. But, like, I didn't do it on purpose. Like, I wasn't being deceitful. I truly didn't understand at the time. You were nine. Yeah. And uh, so she goes, okay, what is it? And I go, he's dead. And she went, that's what? And then she went and saw the movie and she was like, yeah, that straight up ruined the whole thing. And I went, oh, it did? It changes everything yep. when you know that. Yep. How
0: can you not understand that? Because I watched
1: <laughs> 90% of the movie with my eyes closed and my ears shut.
0: We, have, Lord have mercy. We mentioned
3: some of the other big films of 1999, <laughs> The Matrix, uh. Uh, Austin Powers The Spy Who Shagged Me was number four on that yes. list gross uh, The Mummy Runaway
1: Bride yeah. The Blair
3: Witch Project Stuart Little The Green Mile came out that year what? American Beauty uh, and uh, and who could forget uh, American Pie came out that year so what a, what a year varied a what varied year, movie history. year I of really 1999 really write, really um, where was I now it's Tom Hanks third, third highest grossing film number two for Tim Allen Tenth highest-grossing film for Pixar. It is the sixth highest-grossing G-rated film. <laughs> Number six. Uh, two thousand uh, again. It had a two thousand nine re-release that added another thirty million dollars. So that's it for box office stats for Toy Story two.
0: All right, cool. Well, Andrew is in charge of the Rotten Tomatoes game, so pass right, it right. over to Andrew. Ahead and get
1: this started. Okay. So this is the first time he's done this one. I think. I don't, I think, don't think he's think won yet. You
0: running some sort of tomato game? Well, she's six we eat tomatoes. We
3: do not rot them. <laughs> Absolutely not. We
0: certainly don't play games with them. <laughs> you listen to your grandmother. Or oh, I'll get the switch. All right. <laughs> 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 all
2: right. Okay. Who wants to take a jab at the rotten tomatoes score?
1: Ninety-eight. Oh. oh man, 98? I was gonna say ninety-seven. I'll say
3: ninety-six. Shit. <laughs> so ninety-eight, ninety-six. No, you know what? I'm gonna say one hundred. Oh. Okay, wow. so you're changing it. I am. I'm J.M.R. Well, I'm not changing. I was leading off no, 100. The double
0: whammy. You think they followed a perfect with a perfect? I think it could happen. 100% is what you? I'm saying. So 197, 98, 98. You
3: want to read the consensus? Yeah, read it. The rare
2: sequel that arguably improves on its predecessor. Oh, you nailed it then. I think I'm... Toy Story 2 uses inventive storytelling, gorgeous animation, and a talented cast to deliver another rich, movie-going experience... For all ages. Yeah, I mean, and I'm gonna stick
1: with. I'm gonna stick with. I, I'll go to 99. I don't know. Okay. There's no
0: point in changing it because David won. Yeah. <laughs>
1: if you improved on 100, you're yeah. still
0: 100. Yeah. I mean, I
1: guess. So, but that's a consensus.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. I'll stay
3: me. with 100. I, I, am just gonna stick with that. I might guess that for 43. Okay, if you
0: change 100, I'm gonna take it.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll be surprised. It hasn't changed. It's 100. Yeah. Yeah. Yay! There, there, there you go. There you go. You know uh,
0: the Arnold. audience score was 86. Okay. Fascinating. It's fascinating. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) so David will be running the Rotten Tomatoes game for Toy Story 3, which we will be doing next week. So what, um, what do we rank the movie out of? Uh... Um. Let's see. What is a good five bullseyes? All right. I was gonna go with Cheetos, but uh. oh yeah, Cheetos. Either one, Cheetos or bullseyes.
1: Ah, uh, I go. I have been struggling with this. Let's go with Cheetos? I I'm. I think I'm gonna go with five. Also, five.
3: Give it. This might be controversial. I'm going a four and a half out I, of five. I was gonna do that too.
1: That's what I wrote. But through this conversation, I've talked to myself yeah, into five. Cocktail. Yeah. Yeah. That happened to me with John Wick. No. Well.
0: It's well, tough. Now man. I'm thinking like, about it, I'm like, why is it not a five, and I go, well, I don't really have a reason. Well, your
3: for your dislike of Jesse.
0: <laughs> That's true, but like the problem with Jesse is that she's a good character. I just don't like her. That doesn't mm-hmm. make it bad. Mm-hmm. If I didn't like her and it was because she was dumb, that would be one thing. But
1: right, totally. I don't really I think have, this like... is a good sequel, and like it's it. I don't have anything negative to say. Yeah, I don't have anything negative to say either. But it's just for some reason,
3: I don't know, maybe it was because as a kid it didn't really strike me right away. Yeah. And so I never had, I, I, I had to come back to learning how good this movie was. It was the same way with the movie Incredibles. You know didn't what? like it at first. Came back around to it, and so, you know, now I really love them. But I
0: like that, four I'm and i stick with four and a half for that reason, because this movie, Toy Story 2, never resonated with me quite as strongly as the first one did, or in hindsight, the third one. Right. So... Right, and that's why
1: I put four and a half initially, but like, if I look at it as a, as a single standalone movie not compared to the other two, then I, I, I can't give it a four and a half just based on the other two that are... I don't know. Yeah, It's a weird struggle. If you had what? asked me this in
3: 1999, I would have given you like a three out of five. <laughs> but I've uh, the older I
0: get, the more I appreciate Yeah, if you asked me in 1999, I'd be like, I don't care about Twister. I'm talking about Star Wars right now. Yeah. It's Phantom Menace time. <laughs> right? Phantom Menace is on. Um, My brother hasn't watched *The Sixth Sense*. Okay, so next week um, we'll be <laughs> back for *Toy Story 3*, which came out in 2010 or nine. 2010. 2010. 2010. 2010. A solid long time later.
3: Yeah, enough time <laughs> later for *Toy too. They took their time. Enough they did. time later for us to all be the same age. They made Andy. Yeah, they well, did. Maybe they not really all really us, did. But a lot of us.
0: So we'll be back with that next week. You can find us online at Facebook.com/slash/so many sequels pod. And on Twitter and Instagram, just search so many sequels there as well. And you can, as always, listen to us on the free Sounds Tooth app, available on the um, iTunes. Or available on the App Store and on the Google Play Store. And of course, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, we're at all of those places too. Leave us a review in your comments, let us know what you thought about Toy Story 2. We'll be back next week with Toy Story 3. <laughs> Until next time. Ha <laughs> ha! Boy, am I glad to see you!